All right. Um, turn your Bibles. I'm trying to think where to turn. I'll give you a choice. You can go to Matthew 4, or you can go to Isaiah 53. I'll also be in 1 Peter, Psalm, um, Ephesians, and Exodus. So just if you, so you just choose where you want to go. But we'll put all the scriptures on the screen. So last week, I, I preached a message called, Will the Real Jesus Please Stand Up? And uh, we, we noticed that in Luke 4, the real Jesus did stand up, right? He went into the temple and stood up. He stood up and he said, this is who I really am. I preach the gospel of the poor. I heal the brokenhearted. I open blind eyes. I deliver captives. And then I anoint people. The anointing is on me. And we know that we, we told that how he anoints us, you know, for the kingdom's work. So, but on one of those, I felt like I just couldn't cover it adequately the way I wanted to cover it. And so this week, the title of the message is, Does Jesus Still Heal? Because we talked about healing last week, and it's such a difficult subject to understand because we still have sickness in the world and Christians still get sick. And we know friends or family members who have actually passed away from a sickness or a disease. And so it's, it's tough, this question. So I want to answer it for you and talk about it. Uh, let me show you Matthew 4, verses 23 and 24. It says, And Jesus went about all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Then his fame went out throughout all Syria, and they brought to him all sick people who were afflicted with various diseases and torments, and those who were demon-possessed, epileptics, and paralytics, and he healed them. So when Jesus was on this earth, he, he healed people. So does he still heal today? And I think we would all say, yes, he does. I think we know by scripture he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. I think we've seen people healed, or we've experienced the healing ourselves. But there are still questions. So I'm going to take three tough questions about healing and, and answer them this weekend, all right? So here's the first one. If Jesus heals today, number one, why do I still get sick? If Jesus still heals, why do I still get sick? Um, Psalm 103, verses 1 through 3 say, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not, or don't forget, don't forget all his benefits. And by the way, it names five benefits, and these five benefits actually correlate with the five foundational ministries that we talked about last weekend. But verse three says, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. Now, this is the Bible. And it says, don't forget all. You know, in other words, don't leave out one of them. He forgives all iniquities, heals all diseases. So look, look at these two phrases, all right? Forgives all iniquities, heals all diseases. Now, that's the Bible. And there, it's in the same verse. So it seems a little odd that he still does one and he doesn't do the other. It's in the same verse. And if, if we're honest... Let's just be honest. I'll be honest. I'll do it that way. It's easier for me to believe that he forgives all my iniquities. That's easier for me to believe. 
than that he heals all diseases. But it's in the same verse. Actually, these two phrases or these two ideas are in several verses together. Not just Psalm 103, verse 3. Forgives all iniquities, heals all diseases. But forgiveness and healing, forgiveness of sins, healing of sickness, are in several verses together. And I just don't have time to do several, but I'm going to show you a few. Isaiah 33, 24 says, And the inhabitant will not say, I am sick. The people who dwell in it will be forgiven their iniquity. There it is, same verse again. Same verse. These people will not say I'm sick, and they'll be forgiven their iniquity. Uh, Isaiah 53, verse 5 says, And he was wounded for our transgressions. That's our sins. He was bruised for our iniquities. Again, just the word sins to, to clarify it, to um, um, put it together in one topic. The chastisement for our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Healing and forgiveness in the same verse. And then this verse is quoted in the New Testament. We read part of it last week. We're going to read the whole thing. But I just need you to notice, are healed. I, I love grammar, you know. So notice the present tense. Isaiah says, by stripes we are healed. But watch in the New Testament how it quotes it. 1 Peter 2, 24. Who himself bore our sins. So there's forgiveness of sin in his own body on the tree that we having died to sins might live for righteousness by whose stripes, now watch how it changes the word, you were healed. <laughs> and the Bible never makes mistakes. So let's pretend that this, this podium here is the cross and this is a time continuum. Isaiah is looking forward to the cross. The cross hasn't happened yet. Pastor Joss preached a message a few weeks ago, look to the cross. We look to the cross to be saved, and we look to the cross to walk out our salvation. We look to the cross for everything. It's all rises and falls on the cross. So Isaiah's looking forward to the cross. He says, by his stripes, we are healed. But is Peter looking forward or backward to the cross? He's on the other side of the cross, right? So Peter looks backward to the cross and says, by his stripes, you were healed. It's already happened. Okay, we also read in that verse, we did this last week just a little bit, Well, I want to go a little deeper, that he bore our sins. He bore our sins. But did he also bear our sickness? I talked just a little bit about it last week. We read Matthew 8, but let me show you where the verse comes from, because Matthew 8 is quoting Isaiah 53, just like 1 Peter is quoting Isaiah 53. So back in Isaiah 53, verse 4 says, surely... He has borne our griefs. Now, notice the word griefs, and we'll come back to it. And carried our sorrows, yet we esteemed him smit, stricken, smitten by God, inflicted. Okay, surely he has borne our griefs. Okay, this word in the Hebrew means sickness. Now, you could say, well, you're, that's just a preacher who believes in it saying that. Look it up. It's in the Old Testament 24 times, only four times is it translated griefs, only four times. 20 times it's translated sickness, disease, or sick. So 20 out of 24, it's translated sickness. But even if you don't believe me, even if you don't believe that, watch what happens when Matthew quotes the verse from Isaiah. 
Matthew 8, 16 and 17. When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word. By the way, he still does that. He casts out spirits with his word. (laughs) And healed all who were sick, that it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself took our infirmities and bore our, what? Sicknesses. So that's the New Testament now, confirming. So he bore our sins and sicknesses. Now forgive me, look at this. So he bore our sins and he bore our sicknesses. We got a verse on it, right? Well, wait, I can't go if only four of you agree. <laughs> right? You can look it up again. You can look it up in your Bible, even any, any, off, any version you want, see if it's the same thing. So, 1 Peter 2, 24 says he bore our sins on the cross. Matthew 8, 17 says he bore our sicknesses, right? He forgives all iniquities, heals all diseases, sins, sickness, okay. Well, why do we still get sick? Well, let me help you. (laughs) Did Jesus, you can answer out loud, every campus, did Jesus bear our sins on the cross? But you still sin. I mean, y'all do. I don't, personally, but (laughs) y'all do. (laughs) That was a sin, by the way, right there, right in front of your eyes. That was a sin. Okay, that was a lie. All right. Well, wait a minute. See, if he bore my sins, why do I still sin? Okay, but let's agree. Christians still sin. They're not perfect, right? So this is going to help you a little bit. He bore your sin on the cross. He did yet we still sin. Okay, he bore your sickness. Yeah, we still get sick sometimes. Why? Well, theologically, and we'll explain it to you, but the, ma- the main reason is we live in a fallen world. We live in a sin-filled, sickness-filled world. But there's a new world coming <laughs> with no sin and no sickness in it. Okay, so, but let me show you what he bore. Let me show you what he bore on the cross. He bore the penalty of our sins. He bore the power of our sins, and he bore the presence of our sins. He also bore penalty, power, and presence of our sicknesses. But remember, Jesus, here's what it says several times about Jesus. He was, he is, and he is to come. Here's another thing. We read it last week. Jesus is the same yesterday today and forever. God is not bound by time. Here's another way to say it. We have been saved, we are being saved, and we will be saved. Are you all with me? So, we have been saved from the penalty of sin. We have been. If you believed, Jesus has done it. He has saved you from the penalty of sin. The chastisement, which the word there means punishment, The punishment for our peace was put on him. It's put on him. So I've been saved if I once I believe from the penalty of sin. One day I'm gonna be saved from the presence of sin. Right? I'll be saved from the presence of sin, no sin in heaven. I've also been saved from the penalty of sickness. And one day I'll be saved from the presence of sin, sickness. But right now, I'm being, I'm being saved from the power of sin, and I'm being saved from the power of sickness. 
The more I let the word get in me, Psalm 107.20 says he sent his word and healed them and delivered them from their destructions. The more I allow the word of God to work in me, the more power I have to overcome sin. And the more power I have even to understand that healing comes from God. And I'm going to talk in a moment about the two extremes. But here's the main thing I want to say to you. You have been saved from the penalty of sin. Everyone agree with that? Please hear me. You have been saved from the penalty of sickness. Please hear me. God will never put sickness on you to discipline you. God's not doing that. Now, you can say, well, I've learned something through this. Well, we learn something through everything, hopefully. But it's not God putting it on you. And, and I'll tell you, theologically, I don't have time to develop this, but God can't, he can't punish you for your sin because he's already punished Jesus. He can't punish two people for the same crime. So Jesus, uh, Exodus 15, 26, he said, I will put none of the diseases on you. I will put none, I will, I'm not gonna put any diseases on you that I put on the Egyptians when I brought you out of Egypt, for I am Jehovah Rapha, this is one of his names, for I am the Lord who heals you. I am the Lord who heals you. That's who I am. I'm Jehovah Rapha. Okay, so why, why do I still get sick? Well, you still sin. That's why, even though he bore it, but he did bear our sin and our sickness. Here's second question then. So how do I receive healing? If he bore our sickness, how do I receive it? Well, how did you receive? Remember, heals all diseases. How did you receive forgiveness of sin? By grace. Now, let me, let me clarify, because we're about to talk about this, whether it's by faith or by grace, all right? Look at Ephesians 2, 8 through 9. For by grace, notice by, by grace, you have been saved through faith. But not by faith, by grace. And that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest anyone should boast. None of you will be boasting in heaven. Some of you boast now about how good you are, but when you get up there, you're gonna realize it was not your goodness, it was his goodness that got you there. That's grace, okay. But I need to make this distinction. It's not by faith and it's not by works. It's by grace through faith that works. And I said a mouthful there. <laughs> it's not through works, it is through faith, but it's faith that works, because faith that doesn't work is dead. Are y'all with me? This is extremely good. This is extremely good, what I'm telling you. So it's by grace, though, through faith. Now, why am I saying that? Because we have said that it's by my faith that I'm saved. Well, then, then we can give you the credit, because you must have great faith. But if you just had a little faith, you could move a mountain. I don't see a lot of mountain moving today. You got just enough faith to barely get saved <laughs> because of his great grace. That's what we contribute our salvation to, God's grace, not my faith, nor my works. Here's why I say this, because healing, we, we get it confused again. Instead of receiving it by grace, we try to, we have two camps. One says God doesn't heal. It depends on how well you take care of yourself. That's works. Now, listen to me. We should take care of our bodies because our bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit. 
But it's not a works mentality. It's a grace mentality. In other words, I should live in righteously because God's grace has saved me. But living righteously doesn't save me. So taking care of my body doesn't heal me. Are y'all following me? I'm saying so much truth here, you can't even take it all in. It's just so phenomenal here. This is incredible. I'm just trying to help you. It's God's grace that gets you forgiven, and it's God's grace that gets you healed. But it's not your work. So there's one side that says God doesn't heal anymore. That's passed away. I have no clue how they separate Psalm 103, verse 3, and say this for today, this is it. That's just, that's crazy. That's the Greek word, balagna. That's just baloney. It's just baloney that Jesus healed all through the Bible, and now he doesn't heal. It's crazy. Does he not forgive also? Because it's the same verse. He still forgives. He still heals. It's by grace your faith. But then here's the other camp. The other camp is if you have enough faith. If you have enough faith, brother, you'll be healed. That's a horrible, horrible way to treat people. And here's what's amazing. These people are already suffering, and you try to put more condemnation on them. Don't ever treat someone who's suffering with something that way. Don't ever do that. So it's not my faith. It's not my works. It's by grace. When God started allowing this to sink in on me, man, it changed my life. I'd had sickness after sickness and accidents and all this stuff. I started saying, I know you heal, but I don't understand it. And the Lord said, you need to study it. You need to start studying it. All of a sudden, I realized, the sa- how do I receive? Let me say that way. How do I receive? That's the, name, that's the point. How do I get healed? How do I receive it? By grace. The same way you receive forgiveness of sins, by grace through faith. I believe that on the cross, he bore my sin and he bore my sickness. So it's by grace through faith. Okay, so when the Lord was really speaking this to me, um, we were on an elders retreat. It had been a few weeks before, but I, I was learning to say I'm healthy. Not even I'm healed, but I'm healthy. Um, and you gotta remember, I'm not trying to just be a part of the name it and claim it bunch by doing this. But in the same way, you could say, I'm forgiven. And that's true. That's what the Bible says. So if you were walking around saying, I'm forgiven, I'm forgiven. I need to let go of the past. I, God has forgiven me. There's nothing wrong with that. You're trying to just renew your mind. So I was trying to renew my mind in this area because I was brought up being told this had passed away. So I was walking and I was saying, I'm, I'm healthy, I'm healthy. Now, we were on an elders retreat and on one side of this hotel was the meeting room and on the other side, way on the other side my, was my room. And I had to walk all the way back to my room and get something, then walk all the way back to the main building to meet everyone for lunch. So I was walking, and we were in a higher altitude. So it was thin air. That's the reason, only reason why I was breathing hard, because it was thin air. Had nothing to do with anything else. But anyway, so I was walking, and I was kind of, you know, my breath. And I said, I'm healthy. I'm healthy. I'm healthy. And then it dawned on me, I just said this, I'm out of shape, but I'm healthy. <laughs> so how do I receive it? I receive it by grace through faith. Okay, here's point number three. Question number three, what if I'm not healed? What if I'm not healed physically? What if I'm not healed? What if my family member's not healed? There are two members of our church right now that are friends of mine that I'm praying for. And I was looking, because he normally sits right over here, Chuck Borsellino. Are you here today? 
He's nearly always here at this service, and I've been wanting to tell him, but if you're watching online, Chuck, I'm praying for you. And Joel Stocksteel, who's ministering in our presbytery, he's in Florida in the hospital. We sent some pastors down to pray for him. Um, so just put him on your prayer list, but you probably have people you're praying for. Well, what if I'm not healed? Okay, here's the simple answer. I'm going to trust God. I'm going to trust God no matter what. Listen to this statement by the Apostle Paul. Philippians 1.20. Christ will be magnified in my body, in my body, whether by life or by death. Christ will be magnified in my body, whether by life or by death. We have to come to that place that we live in a fallen world. We're all going to die at some point but Christ is gonna be magnified in my life. So I'm gonna share something that happened in our own family. Um, and I share a lot about things that have in my family. You have to know though that we, we, we have this rule in my family that any family member can say that something that happens is off limits for the pulpit. In other words, sometimes something funny will happen and Debbie will say to me, that's off limits. I'd rather not that not be broadcast on television to 190 nations, please. Okay, so, so I'm going to share something that happened in our family that's serious. It's happened in, you've had something like this, but I, I want you to know that we go through things just like you. So a few years ago, my daughter was pregnant with her first child. She's now, if you haven't heard, my daughter Elaine is pregnant with her fourth child. So this spring, she will have four four and under. <laughs> it's, it's amazing the thoughts that are going through. I'm just wondering where Elaine is. Oh, there you are right there, Elaine and Ethan there. And so you could hear them, couldn't you? Oh, stupid, stupid, stupid. Okay, all right. So, or, oh, praise the Lord. Help them, God. Bless them, God. So, all right. So, but when she was pregnant with uh, uh, first child, she called me one day and she said, Dad, uh, I'm bleeding. And I'm six or eight weeks pregnant. I'm bleeding and I can't get to the doctor till tomorrow morning. So I said, well, uh, first of all, let's pray. So we prayed. And then I said, uh, we're going to trust God. She said, I agree. I said, but let me clarify what that means. That means that we're going to trust God for healing and we're going to trust God no matter what happens. She said, I agree. Well, we have that child, wonderful grandchild. A few months after that, James, my son, called, and his wife, Bridget, was pregnant. And he said, Dad, Bridget's bleeding. So I said, well, let's pray. And then I told him the same thing. We're going to trust God. We're going to trust God for healing, but we're going to trust God no matter what happens. We lost that baby. And we lost another one. I want you to understand we live in a fallen world. But we trust God. James and Bridget have three children on earth and two in heaven. And for all eternity they have five children. But we have not been saved yet from the presence of sickness. 
but we're going to trust God. I want you to bow your heads and close your eyes. And we want to pray for you. And I want to pray for every person that needs prayer, but for two people, two, uh, just two situations, I guess I should say. And that is for those of you who need healing. We want to pray for you. And also for those of you that have been going through some sort of a difficulty for many, many years or many months. Or someone in your family is going through it. So in just a moment at at every campus, we, we have one more worship song. And we're going to have people ready to pray at the front of every campus and every room. You might be in an overflow room or the second level at South Lake, and there are people by the exits. You don't have to come all the way down the floor if it's easier for you. But during this time, if you need prayer for any area, but especially physical healing, God still heals. He still heals. He forgives all our iniquities. He heals all our diseases. So we want to pray for you. I would love to see many, many people healed this weekend. I want to encourage you to receive it by grace, through faith. You say, well, I'm not, I'm not, I just feel like, Pastor Robert, you don't know what's in my life and what I'm struggling with. I'm just not good enough to be healed. Well, you weren't good enough to be saved. That's the great news with God. It's, it's the ones that make mistakes that get His grace. And we all make mistakes. That's all of us. So if you need prayer for any area of your life, as soon as we stand up, you just, well, it'd be easy then because everyone's standing Just slip out of your seat, come to the front of the room where you are, and let us pray for you. And if you need prayer for any area of your life, you don't have to be a member of Gateway Church, you come and we'll pray for you, all right? Holy Spirit, I pray you'll draw every person that has any prayer need today, and especially those who are going through a physical battle, in Jesus' name, amen.